if you want to work in esports, you have to branch out into other things. Uh, they had like 205 people or something apply for it, including myself. Want to wake up and smell the fucking expensive brownies. Put the effort in, like make sure you can do something, make you stand out like you did, right? <laughs> it was, but it's not what you think. So it's Club Penguin, yeah? Paying for the London premium and the views. Like, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hate it that much. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not Twitter. a big fan. <laughs> Fight on stream, just because of the calibre of the clients we work with. Adam or Pete? One of the most, one of the cleverest blokes I've ever met. You know, not to gasp up too much. He's going straight into the first team. That was like balls. that haunts you. <laughs> it was, but it's not what you think. Quid twiddles. He's a shit with that man. Yeah, that's why you guys sort of do better than everyone else. Don't want to leak it on our own <laughs> podcast. Hello and welcome to the Vista. Today we have a wonderful guest by the name of Jamie Sloopy Sykes. Welcome, Jamie. Hello, mate. How are you doing? You all right? Fantastic. And yourself? Uh, very well, thank you, mate. Thank you for inviting me on. No, thank you for coming on. Like, we really appreciate it. Um, obviously, you've got quite an extensive background in esports, and we'd love to just know quite a bit about you. Awesome, let's go. Right, okay, so, so first of all, where does the name Sloopy come from? So, I mean, it actually, a lot of people think it comes from a song. It does come from a song, but not one people think. So uh, my parents made my first accounts on, like, on various uh, like websites and things like that. So uh, they were big Beach Boys fans uh, growing up. So, um, yeah, so we had a lot of, like, Beach Boys and the Eagles in my house. Uh, my name actually derives from the song Sloop JB about the Beach Boys. Um, my original name was Sloop JB and everything, and then it just sort of, from there, progressed on to uh, become Sloopy. And I've stuck with that now for, it turns out, like, 17 years, like, this year. Mm. So I didn't realise it had been so long. Yeah, 17 years is a long time. <laughs> Most of my life I've been called Sloopy. That's it, mate. That's it. Well, that's your Twitter and stuff as well, right? That's what people mm. know you by, so. It's my registration plate on my car as well. <laughs> is it actually? Yeah, yeah, my registration plate is an S100 PYJ. <laughs> I need to get one of them. People are going to be searching my car. <laughs> yeah, find out what car you've got. Yeah. Find Already am. <laughs> I love it, I love it. And it, like your background in gaming, right? Because you came from COD, now you're working for Endpoint, who's like big game is CS. Yeah, so it's not a sort of typical uh, progression, I guess. I always wanted to work in COD, like we all do. Um, always wanted to be on like a, like a CDL roster or something like that, working for uh, management teams over there. But it's just not, it's not feasible. There's not enough opportunity out there. So if you want to work in esports, you have to branch out into other things. So uh, originally, uh, when I first got into esports, about 2013, um, I had a bit of a spell where when the scene was a lot smaller, I would have been considered a lot better. So like 2013 to 16, I had quite a good run um, playing for some semi-decent organizations. We took maps off of teams back in the day like Intensity and uh, Orbit. Um, it was actually 2016. I played against Orbit on their way to COD Champs. Uh, they like, scrimmed us. It was like a show match, but it was live streamed to a couple of hundred people. Uh, it was pretty embarrassing when we got 4-0 stomped uh, by like Jake, Alex, T and Co. So that kind of set me off with, like, okay, this is not the pathway to go down. Like, I'm never going to make it in COD Esports as a player. So it's time to find something else to do. Took a little break and then came back to Esports around 2000 and, uh, 2020 around the COVID pandemic time. So, yeah. yeah. Really popular then. Like, everyone wanted to get back into gaming then, right? It was just like, what exactly. else was there to do? Exactly, that's it. It was like, the Unicall of Duty scene was starting to grow a little bit. So, ended up getting back involved with that. And that sort of led me on the progression from being back in university esports all the way to like working full-time in esports. So, the first run wasn't as successful as the second run, for sure. 
I had a lot of great opportunities as a very young person, like like 13 to 16 years old, essentially, playing against some really good, some really good players who went on to do some great things before they obviously retired. Um, so yeah, definitely had uh, some great opportunities, which I well, didn't execute properly because I was pretty shit at the game. So yeah. <laughs> in comparison to today's talent, I'm terrible. But yeah, back in the day when the scene was small, I would have been considered a lot better. That's it. The time moves on, everyone gets better though. That's the thing, right? It's just the way it goes, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Like time and, and skill. I guess I always I do believe there is genuinely like a level if you're not good enough, you're never gonna make it no matter how much time you put into it. I think a lot of people don't wanna wake up and smell a coffee in that regard. You have to be very realistic. Like only a very small percentage of us are gonna make it, especially as gamers. So if you can't play and you can't coach, may as well work in management. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And it, could you tell us a bit about like how you started at Endpoint as well? Yeah, for sure. So um, I actually reached out to, uh, I'll go all the way back. So I was sat scrolling through Twitter one night and uh, saw that Endpoint had got a vacancy for a graphics designer. And graphics isn't my department at all. I can use Photoshop to like a decent level, um, but I can never do what a designer does or what any of the designers out there do. So I ended up keeping this up on my radar. I saw Endpoint was Sheffield-based. And I, I, at this time, I'll be honest, I hadn't actually heard of Endpoint um, and I guess a lot of the COD community who are watching this will probably think the same thing. Well, I have no idea who Endpoint are because I've never been in the COD scene. Um, so I saw the advert for the job, realized that Endpoint were in Sheffield, did my research into the organization and its background. And I'm like, okay, I need to work for these guys. Like, there is no other organization I'm going to go, like, I want to work for more right now than one that's literally on my doorstep. So I got in touch with, um, with, with the owner, uh, Adam Jessup. Um, we had, a, we had a little meeting. Uh, how that came about was I sent to our office, or to, to their office at the time, uh, a package that was custom made. It was blue, like glitter box with like purple ribbon in the colors of the Endpoint brand um, with, uh, with brownies. And so I went to a baker that I knew in like my local area when I was living in Barnsley. Uh, that I got a uh, little bakery that she ran. She made me some brownies. They were fucking expensive brownies, like like artisan shit we're talking. like. And she made me some brownies. I packaged them up really nice, sent them to the office. And on the lid of the office, uh, oh, sorry, on the lid of the box I went to the office was a QR code, which took you to uh, my website at the time, which was like a digital CV. Um, so that made it to the office because I dropped it off by hand. Um, the guys at the reception of the building in which Endpoint had at the time, uh, basically, had no idea what I was talking about because it turns out it was a folding address that they used for a company's house, not an actual physical location they were working from. Oh, wow. So I, uh, I text Adam and uh, yeah, he followed me back on Twitter pretty much straight, straight away. So I'd always got that connection. So I sent him a DM and just said, like, you know, the most formal like DM I've ever sent, like, uh, hi, Adam, like, great to meet you. I'll have to parcel at your reception in the office uh, when you're next in. This was on a Friday afternoon. So I knew he wasn't going to see it anyway until Monday. Uh, and he replied saying, like, well, that's weird then, because that's not our office. We're currently working from home in the processes of opening an office. That's just a foreign address. So the brownies never actually made it to anyone from the management team, but no. they appreciated the thought. Yeah, it was a quite interesting. It was the first way, first time someone had reached out that way to like work for them. So they were quite taken back by that. And uh, they, uh, they sort of noticed me. I had a meeting with Adam shortly after that. Uh, talked about what I wanted to do, what they could help me with. Um, and then everything went radio silent for a few months until Adam made me aware they were going to be posting a job vacancy. Uh, they posted a social media intern vacancy around uh, May time of 2022. Uh, they had like 205 people or something apply for it, including myself. 
as you'd expect, because every time there's a job in esports, it's super subscribed. Um, so I applied for it, went through the process, had my interview, and then got down to the final 10 and the final two. And then here we are today. I love I'd it. be hiring anyone if they gave me brownies, you know. <laughs> someone a... said to me, here's a brownies with glitter on. You'd be, be sad you'd be working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do something special because at the end of the day, like they receive, I mean, I know how many CBs we receive like every day. You know, I get DMs of people every day, like saying, you know, you're looking for so-and-so, you're looking for a coach or a manager or whatever role uh, they're applying for. We're not, we haven't got any vacancies open. So imagine like the amount of people that come to us when a vacancy does open. Um, you have to stand out. So, you know, when I talk to universities and colleges and do talks with people, the first thing I say to them is you have to like differentiate because you're fighting against hundreds and hundreds of people, especially if you're doing like an esports course. Like when you come out of that course, you're going to be up against, you know, 10,000 other people all graduating the same year from the same course. You know, you're such a, you're such a densely populated market now that you have to be really fucking special. Yeah, for sure. And it actually makes me think of a tweet I saw earlier and it was something like when people fill out an application and like for a, either like influencing campaign or even like when you're submitting a CV and you put in like NA and you've got one chance to tell the company why they should be interested in you. Yeah, exactly. Why? Put the effort in, like make sure you can do something, make you stand out like you did, right? Yeah, exactly. They're always going to remember your name after that. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, that, that little outreach I had to Adam, you know, it kept me in his head. And granted, I messaged him a couple of times in between just to make sure I stayed at the forefront of his mind, you know, drop him a line. We won, like, Premiership, ESL Premiership. It was, like, the ninth championship. Message him saying, like, oh, congratulations, mate. Great stuff. Like, real happy for you guys. Just make sure I'm constant on his mind. And then when it came around, I think, uh, I think if I remember correctly, I actually saw the scorecards from the interview. So they, like, had a, like, a spreadsheet where they scored people based on different qualities. Uh, that we're looking for in staff. I think Adam actually scored me the worst out of the three after everything. Uh, wow. Which, uh, yeah, <laughs> after everything I've done so far, I think he gave me like an eight out of 10, which was uh, <laughs> it's still a good score, I guess, but yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. And, it, and then like earlier this year, you got promoted as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess from sort of my inception, I, you know, I never settle for like, you know, one task at a time. I'm always balancing loads of things at once. Um, and same with Endpoint. I guess straight away they saw potential in, you know, more than just a social media manager. So I started off uh, tasked with like short form growth. So grew our short form channels like 900% in the first uh, first six months, um, which we were really happy with. And part of that, we were in the process of opening an office. So an actual physical location, not just a holding dress. Uh, we opened up our facility back in May officially, but we started the process of... Um, finding it and choosing a location way back in June of last year. Actually beyond that, because they've had several places agreed upon and they never reached the final stage of the, the contract like, procedure of like renting an office space, a commercial space, for an abundance of reasons. So this was like the third attempt at this point of trying to get the endpoint offices up and running. Um, thankfully, I guess, you know, ended up being a good thing because COVID hit and who wants an eSports office paying for when you can't use it because COVID hit? And everyone's working from home. So, uh, yeah, it comes around to June time, July time of 2022. One of my first like projects I worked on was um, finding me offices with the guys. Um, we were filming short form content of like building the perfect esports office, like from literally the stage where we, we viewed the current place all the way to building it out. So, that was kind of my first big project from start to finish. And as part of that, 
I learned the whole procedure of the, the building process and what we're doing with the space. And in fact, we're turning it into a separate entity, separate business. Um, there's nothing I didn't know about the, the, the building and the company uh, from that angle. So I wouldn't we need someone to handle the, the, the client acquisition of a new business and, uh, and building that business and rolling that out, taking it to market. Choose someone who knows you know, the building like the back of the hand and the, the company like the back of the hand. So it was a perfect fit. I went into business dev, uh, specifically starting with the office and finding new clients for Pratt Rooms, which is an offshoot of Endpoint. And um, from there on, it just escalated into partnerships and partnership acquisition and things like that. So yeah, it just it just grew, grew and grew, really. So you've very much like taken that role and just run away with it as well, right? Like you're just making the most of an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean... Anything I can be doing extra on top, still taking it on. You know, it's, I could easily fill my entire day with just like finding clients for private rooms, but uh, and speaking to businesses and things like that. But I ended up uh, wanting to get into partnerships as well. So I'm balancing a whole a whole lot on the plate. You know, never too much. Keep on doing as much as we can. Again, noticed by the right people and things like that. You know, it's all worth it at the end of the day. I love it. I love it. And it, I guess, what's it like to work with Adam and Pete? So obviously, I, I met Adam for the first time last week. It, uh, yeah, yeah. When we had the drinks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we always say, yeah, I mean, you know him as well now. So, I mean, you know, not to gas him up too much, but there's a lot of talk, you know, at the minute, industry-wide about um, people not being paid and and salaries and things like that. Uh, the the under the underbelly of esports world and the amount of uh, the amount of companies that are fucking people over left, right, and center, whether it be late payments or you know, randomly made made redundant. The one thing you can always guarantee with, with Adam and Pete and the way they run their businesses, no delayed payments. Invoices are paid straight away. Staff are paid on time every month for the right amount, which, which sounds like the absolute basics, but in this industry where there's so little, um, so little support and legislation um, already, you know, already afoot, it's, it's, it's great to have leadership with um, a very professional approach to running their business. And making sure that the staff are looked after, and we have a good like work work life balance. We're not overworked or anything like that. Uh, you know, I choose to overwork myself. That's my decision, not theirs. You know, I'm sat here doing like twelve hour days and things like that. It's not them saying like I have to do that. That's just because that's the grind I have, the ethic I have. But um, yeah, they uh, they're great people to work with. They are always a step ahead in terms of you know what's market trend. Where are we going to take it? So uh, where are we going to take the business? So when we started, when the whole market uh, so be like the economic turmoil that's going on right now. Sponsorships started depleting. Companies are dropping out, especially like our level and higher. A lot of companies are starting to take a step back from spending a lot of budget in esports, which is totally, you know, understandable. Um, the bubble is bursting, so to speak. So how do we stay afloat and continue to sustain our staff and our business without the revenue coming in from sponsorships by diversifying our revenue streams? So as soon as um, that sort of trend started to emerge, Adam and Pete were already way ahead of the curve in planning out, you know, the strategy from, you know, 2022 and onwards. We're going to start Pratt Rooms. We're going to look at starting other brands around Endpoint, things that can grow out of the already existing esports vehicle we've created, um, especially with the office and things like that, new opportunities that arose, like hiring out of space and things like that. Um, so, yeah. You know, definitely, uh, definitely great guys to work for. A ton of experience and you know, really strong networks. Don't want to gas them too much because uh, they'll. Um, I'll never hear the end of it. But yeah, yeah, 
Cool guys, definitely. And they took a chance on a gobshite 22-year-old kid uh, who ended up being a really useful uh, acquisition, I guess. So, And they, I think you found a great role for you as well. I mean, like, it, when we originally spoke about, like, us boot camping, I was just, like, taken aback at how much that you knew about endpoint rack rooms and why it was good for us to boot camp with you, even if we didn't do it then, like we will do in the future. So, Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just knowing exactly, knowing all the elements of a business and, you know, people have questions, even down to some of the questions I get asked during like sales calls and things like that. And uh, when we speak to clients for the first time, like, um, you know, what, what restaurants are in the local area or, um, you know, what, you know, we've got allergies on the team, you know, we've got people who are vegan or I've got no allergies, you know, how do you, how do you cater to those? You have to have every single like element of a business down to a T so you can answer every single question. Um, and I think that's why people choose to come to us because of a customer service approach. I come from customer service background, uh, worked in real estate, worked in, uh, retail as a supervisor for many years. Um, so, you know, being able to answer the hard questions and deal with the hard situations just sort of comes naturally. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely a good fit of a role for sure. I love it. I love it. And now we're going to move on to a section that I think people are generally enjoying at the moment. And that is this or that with Abby Coops. Hello. Right. Hello. So basically I've got a couple of questions for you and they're going to go from, I don't do it. I don't want it like random. So maybe to do with your team, maybe to do with the organization, maybe to do what you're doing with, and maybe some games. So I've got roughly six or seven questions for you. We can quick fire oh. right here. So you're from Sheffield, right? Yeah. So would you rather, because I've noticed recently on your Twitter as well, would you rather never leave Sheffield or have to visit London once a month? What would you pick? <laughs> Oh, I would definitely visit London once a month, 100%. Would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hate it that much. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I'm really not a big fan. It's just, it's so busy. It's how busy it is. Why didn't you like it? I don't know. I come from Sheffield where everyone's like quite nice and, you know, everyone's, everyone's got the time of day for, you know, a chat. Mm. You go to London, everyone. Oh, Sheffield, do you live in there? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good point, actually. You raise a really good point. Uh, everyone has its problems. Everyone has yeah. its problems. But, you know, there's some areas of London which are really nice, and I enjoy going to London, catching up with people. It's a good hub because it's got really good transport links for everyone, you know, across across Europe and things and across, across the States. But yeah, I definitely don't want to stay in London, Sheffield forever. I'm Did looking you go to. Nice in London? I didn't actually this time around. So my first time visiting London for work uh, was with the RLCS guys. Uh, we, have, we have a Rocket League team. Uh, last In 2022, our Rocket League team was like one of the best in Europe, uh, like top three. Um, we made it to every major, made it to Worlds. Um, and when we got to uh, when we got to London, I went out. We have a female Rocket League team as well. So I went out with a female Rocket League team to the Shard. We had dinner at the Shard. It was like oh, wow. crazy, crazy I, I want to go there. That's on my bucket list. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, I'll it's on my bucket list. It's not as good as it like makes itself out to me. <laughs> you're paying for the views. I think uh, Jack yeah. will agree with me. Like you're paying for the London premium and the views. Like the actual food itself is like not that great. Yeah, I had way better food in like Liverpool and like other yeah. places. Yeah, pub grub for food. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some great restaurants. I've been to some great restaurants like around the world. I can't lie, that's my thing. I love, love food. Um, yeah. I don't mind. I I don't mind. Dropping like two hundred pounds on a meal is like is something I will absolutely do because I just love I love like fine dining so much. Yeah. That's my big. That's my big thing. Some people spend loads of money on like cars and makeup and things like that. I love spending money on like really fucking good food. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Right, next question. Oh. So sticking with like the food type of vibes, 
cocktails. Apparently, you like cocktails. What I do. Love, I love cocktails. So I'm a cocktail <laughs> fan myself. Right. Yeah. Go to drink. So my question for you is: Sex on the beach or mojito? Uh, it's gonna, I could make some really like really weird comments of sex on the beach thing, but uh, I'm gonna go oh, for mojito. Actually, I prefer mojito. Yeah, I'm, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite cocktail? I, I know what it changes. I like strawberry daiquiri. Man, that's my favorite. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Strawberry, wrong with strawberry daiquiri. daiquiri. Yeah, Cannot go wrong. I can see you laughing in the background there. Like Jack knows. Uh, every time there's a strawberry daiquiri menu, that's that's mine right there. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the strawberry daiquiris on holiday? Hit different. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Right, so going on to maybe some like some game type of questions. So. If you had to play one game for the rest of your life, I've got four games for you right here. So you've got Counter-Strike, Call of Duty, Apex, or Valorant. You had to pick one game to play for the rest of your life. You could not play any of the other ones. Which one would you pick? I think out of those ones, it's going to have to be COD, honestly. Oh, what COD? Yeah, what COD? <laughs> if we had to pick a single title... Yeah, if you had to pick one, go on. Oh, God. Um... Does I take it Warzone is like a separate entity on its own? Yeah. You've got to pick like a, like a main name called you. Oh Jesus! Okay, I, I mean, my favorite was Ghosts, uh, mainly because you know it's rose tinted glasses. That's the mm. one where I had the biggest success. Uh, I was playing like Ghosts against really good teams. Um, so yeah, that's like, just like purely from a nostalgia and the fact that I had like mm. a good time there. It might not not might not have been the best game in terms of like playability, mechanics, and things like that, gunplay. But like in terms of my personal experience with it. Like, I know all, I know all the ratty spots for search. I know I know like where we're rotating flags and things like that. The spawns for the for the domination flags, uh, you know, blitz routes. I've got that shit locked down. You put me back in like Warhawk S and D right now. I'm I'm winning this. <laughs> anyone, anyone. anyone can send the challenge. Uh, Ghost no. Warhawk S and D. I'm winning that. He's ready. I don't like it. I had to buy it first because I've not got it on a PC. I don't know Xbox 360, but. <laughs> Was your username as it is now then for you when you're on Ghosts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, I've been using the name Sleepy for as long as as long as time. Since Club Penguin, yeah. Since Club Penguin, yeah. All the way back then. All the way back to Club Penguin. All right, next question anyway. So I ask this question to every guest that comes on and we always expect the same answer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you CWL or CDL? I mean, come on. <laughs> CWL every day of the week. Okay, dokie. Oh, right, MLG, original MLG circuit. Like you go to like Orlando, to have it in like Orlando and Anaheim. They take like rally. They take it all around. That was really great as well. Before the UMG, yeah, UMG. Like not like what was it? Chicago when uh, when Aches and Nature got into a fight on stream. Classic, classic COD. Right. So let's so go on to maybe ooh, um, some other little different questions. So out of all the projects that you worked on, including Prac Rooms, which has to be your favorite? Prac Rooms or another one? Which has been your favorite project that you've worked on? It doesn't I mean, have to be with, with the team that you're working with now. It can be from any project that you've done. I, I guess it's a, I guess there's, there's two. I'm gonna go with two. So my best, like professionally, since working for professional organizations, would 100% be uh, Pratt Rooms, mm. just because of the caliber of the clients we work with. Um, you know, I as a 23 year old kid who started working for like bedroom organizations in Call of Duty to now be signing meetings with some of the biggest names in, in in esports sorry um and they're like executive teams is just crazy like you never quite it's quite really surreal um to be in that position so yeah um in terms of uh like before endpoint pre-endpoint um i worked for uh mistaken that was sort of my first position in like when i came back to esports i guess um mistaken who at the time were like accl champions in different divisions and things like that uh, I worked with uh, with Snake's team, so Snake Runner, Johnny, and uh, 
we had the fourth changed every other week. Um, it was Sean that went to Milan. Uh, that team was great to work with. We had a good time. Like really hardworking guys. Like we're all doing really well with what they're doing in COD right now um, and streaming and things like that. But that project there, like getting them the funding, getting them the partnerships, getting them to the event, um, you know, all the way from the, the inception, taking them on all the way to the to the finals at four o'clock in the fucking morning at a, a land centre in Sheffield. Shout out, shout out all the homies that were there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great, great time. And it led, it led on to everything else. So yeah, definitely holds a special place in my heart for sure. Okay, okay. So next question. Would you rather go back to university for 100,000 a year for three years or stay at Endpoint for one year with no promotion possibilities? I mean, I'm definitely going back to, I hate uni. Uh, I don't know whether like, someone has given you all this information about what I do or don't like, but I like uni was not a good time. Uh, I really did not enjoy it. I've been like Unicod. Like Unicod was fucking insane. Like I loved Unicod. Love those guys. We had a great time. You know, the clubbing was fine, but like the actual um, experience of like educating myself at uni and having to write the essays and things like that. Yeah very tedious and i use very little of it now in my actual career like it turns out i could have probably gone without it it's nice to have a degree because it's you know it's i'm gonna walk, I'm gonna walk across I'm the stage like in a two weeks time i'm gonna walk across the stage take a piece of paper call it a day um but yeah 100 grand 100 grand for three years yeah i'm taking that 100 <laughs> <laughs> right and for the final question this is like a give or take question so if you were stuck on an island like a okay. deserted island and had to survive with one person between these two people i'm about to say who are you choosing? So you've got to pick between Adam or Pete. Oh my God. Who are you picking to survive on that island? You've got to survive until people come find you as well. So it might be a long time. Do I have Who to do justify it or do I just like, yes, I'll be oh, one of no, you. You can give me a justification. You can give me okay, a like, well, why, pros and cons. Okay. Well, Adam is, Adam is incredibly intelligent. One of the most, one of the cleverest blokes I've ever met. Not just like with business, but he's a full stack dev by trade. So that guy can code you an app for pretty much anything you could possibly want. Um, so if you ever have any technical issues or you want to talk, you know, um, development and software, he's a man for it. In terms of practicality, I've never seen him pick up a tool in my entire life. <laughs> like <laughs> building a chair, <laughs> yeah, building a chair in the office. So based on that grounds, Pete Pete is the COO of the company, and you'd expect the COO to have like minions doing all the dirty jobs, all the shit. That man has unclogged toilets that our players have literally shit in and left blocked. Oh. He's fixed dishwashers. So last yesterday, he was painting a wall with a something like filled the wall. Sanded it all down, painted it. Came to work with his like painter clothes on. Uh, so yeah, in terms of like actual um, like manual labor skills, yeah, we'll take we'll take Pete. He also built a wardrobe for his wife, which is so kind. Like, was it from like, IKEA? That's the next question. <laughs> it was, but it's not what you think. He built like a custom like um, like inbuilt into wall. Oh, so he yeah. used like the parts from IKEA and like built it into like a like an actual like I want to want to call it like an integrated wardrobe. But yeah, yeah, that I know makes what you sense. Mean, yeah. So yeah, like he's got the physics, he's got the tools, he's got the he can use his hands. So I think between between me and him, we'll probably survive a lot longer than me and Adam. Okay, I was okay. saying that neither of them would choose me. Like I talk way too <laughs> fucking much. They're <laughs> choking you off. Yeah, right, anyway, that is it from me. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Oh, that was hilarious. I love it. I love it. Obviously, for us, big fan of one of your very good friends, and he's done wonders for Noctum, and that is Quiddle. Oh God, <laughs> my guy! Still plaguing my life years later. <laughs> How did you meet him? You met him? At, was it uni? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, me and Quids go go way back now. Um, 
he I thought about this on my way home because I thought you might ask it. So I had to remember how I met him. <laughs> so he joined university like a year after me, so he's a few years younger. Um he came into university and, and joined me sports society at the at the university. Uh, I was running a COD program at the time. Uh, ran it for the entire duration I was there, pretty much. Um and he sort of trialed, like we did like trials. We had like a very like a quite a serious thing going on. So we had like a top team and a bottom team, like varsity and like JV basically. Um and uh he like trialed for like, the second team and the trial was like scrimming the first team. And he came into that game and he was like shooting real fucking straight with like Craig on like Cold War. So I'm like, nah, nah, this guy's this guy's going straight into a first team. There's no way he's playing for with the um with the debt trees. He's going straight into the first team. So uh, yeah, he um, we immediately made roster changes. Found a way to fit him into it. Then myself, Quids, um, Pies, and Aqua um, went on to uh, went on to have a really good, a really good run for sure. Had a really good time. Wait, so, so you ran the team and you were playing yourself as well. So you, you made yeah, the yeah. roster changes to get Quids in. And- Absolutely, yeah. I was captain of the team, but I was also running a program for the university. So I approached the like president at the time and said, "Yeah, I've got a COD team, so let's start a COD team." And he's like, "Yeah, let's go for it." Um, so yeah, I started the COD team. I had to find players that play COD at the university. That's always the hardest part for anyone who wants to do that kind of thing. I'm trying to find people who are good as well. Like I was really fortunate to have like a good pool of players, but there was always like Chichester down south that had better players. Like Mike Labiccio, who you all probably know, coaches uh, Boston Bridge Academy now. Uh, they had Raylus, who uh, coached or was an analyst for Royal Ravens last year. Um, they had uh, Connie, who now is a presenter and rotting like CSGO and Valorant and things like that. So they had like really good talent. And we were the first team, the first team to take them to a map five. It was the busiest stream I'd ever run for Unicod. I remember it well. I was in a 1v3, killed uh, killed Raylus, killed killed Mike. I was in a 1v1 against Yekas, of all people. You guys probably don't even know who Yekas is because he's not in code yeah. anymore. But yeah, played a, a 1v1 against Yekas, and he uh, he laid down behind a bat truck, a P2, on Moscow Hard Point, or Moscow S&D, and gunned me because uh, I didn't that have any like balls. That haunts you, the way <laughs> you remembered that. <laughs> it does. It, it's ran free in my head. I remember it like, oh, it was oh. like, it was round 10 S&D, map 5. So if we'd have won, we'd have gone on to play if we'd have won that game, we'd have gone on to play uh, Arian and uh, Cheek, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, uh, and their team in the finals, which would have been like our best placement yet as a, as a university team. So University Cod was that. had some really good fucking people in it, to be fair. Like, everyone went on, a lot of the top guys went on to do like quite big things in esports. Like they both went to the States last year, coached uh, like LAG and Mutineers, and then like a lot of other guys like Boston Breach, uh, myself at Endpoint, uh, Rayless went to London. So yeah, that's how I met Quids. That's how you just went into a bit of a tangent there. But yeah, Quids, Unicod. It was a great time. It always should have done better. Like Unicod should have like done a lot better. I wish my uni had a COD team. We've got like a gaming like society, but it's mainly like Mario Kart. So it's not yeah. really my cup of tea. What is that? <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's like they all meet up at pub and play like Mario Kart. It sounds like a great night out, don't get me wrong. But it's like I wanted to sit down with a team and things like that, but especially with being a lass as well. A lot of people are like, oh, no, it's fine. Just you know, pass it off. It'll, it'll be what it is and it'll be right. But I do wish Unicod like, was a big thing over there, like mine. So, I mean, it's doing amazing things in the US. Like the, uh, the CCL, I mean, obviously it's having yeah, some issues now. Yeah, it's having some issues at the minute, but it was 
it was a great product and I just I loved everything about that system like the way they the way they ran it the way the fact people had like full-time scholarships playing like Call of Duty was like insane obviously years away from that over on this side uh, we are actually trying to push that a bit with Endpoint mainly CS though so we, we started a CS uh, varsity league um, through our tournament organizing platform um, which is hopefully going to be uh, going to give people a pathway to go from playing university CS all the way to playing at the highest level in the UK and Europe. So it's a like an actual bona fide pathway to pro, where you can sort of see exactly where you are in the uh, against the rest of the rest of the country. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I wish I could play CS. If I could play CS, it'd be great. If I could also go out to uni as a CS player, I'd be even better. <laughs> Full, full scholarship for, to play CS would be incredible. I mean, oh, I think we're a long way away from getting scholarships, unfortunately, in this country for esports. But you never know; you know, things change. Yeah, fingers crossed. Okay, that's so, like me and Quids aren't getting scholarships. <laughs> Which we we suck too much. Oh, you never know. You can you know build the team and. It's if I'd have gone to like Chichester University, for example, I would have not made the first team for COD. So that'd have been it'd have been really shit. Like I went to Hallam and made the first team. If I'd have gone to like a really good uni, I would not have made the first team for sure. Quids would have. He's a shit with that man. Quids. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so that section's done. And now we're moving on to another fan favourite, which is quick fire with copy. Here we are. Uh, as I know, uh, you're a big Call of Duty fan, so there's, sure. there's, there's going to be a lot of cod in here. But first of all, what personality in esports made you want to get involved with the scene the most? So, um, I mean, my first, my first game of e- my first esports game I ever watched. Obviously, I played cod like casually. The first esports game I ever watched was egl8 i want to say and it was like 4k gaming versus optic at egl8 which was in manchester so that went like na team she's traveled to manchester so and i can't remember who was on that roster at the time exactly i want to say that scum big time or rambo so those guys were always you know big influences but the guy who i you know look up to the most and i've had conversations with the organization and the staff um around prat rooms and things but never met the top dog himself yet and I've always, I've pride myself on whenever I meet like really important people, I try to always keep it really fucking cool and chill and like not fan, not fanboy. Like we are, we, you are my equal. We are, I'm not going to, I can't fan, no. So like, if I ever met Nade Shot, I'd lose it. I, I know the name guy. was coming. Yeah, I love that guy. Like, I spoke to the guys at 100 Fees, like over practice things. Never met Nade Shot myself, but like that guy is very much the inspiration, 100%. Like if I didn't work for Endpoint, I didn't have to keep my job. Like that's my favorite org owner. <laughs> no offense, Adam and Pete. <laughs> Nade's getting some brownies very soon at his office. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. I don't think they'd make it all the way to the States, but it's a great idea. Like, try that one. Oh, unbelievable. Next up, what esports do you want to see Endpoint go into next? I mean, I'd love to say COD, but obviously the ROI is just terrible. No one with uh, no one's going to want to get into COD anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, um, unfortunately not. I guess I'd like to see Val would be my next best, my next like favorite pick for an endpoint team. Big fan of Valorant. Great game system. Bit weird at the moment. Obviously, we changed it recently into like a bit of a like partnership model. Um, but yeah, it would be cool to see an endpoint Valorant team for sure. We'd love to see it. Uh, let's go back to COD on the next one. What is your favourite ever Call of Duty map? And there is some wrong answers for this. My favourite map? Yeah. Jesus. Um, I mean, I'm probably going to go for one from Ghosts. 
to be honest. Like, um, I'm oh. a big, big fan of Warhawk. Warhawk was a good map, like nice free lane map, good cover and things like that. Plays really well. Like can run a lot of different routes and things because it was it was like the first time they introduced like openable doors and stuff. It was like gates you could open and shit. Um, what else was it? it was Freight was a really good map as well. Like Freight played really well for all three modes. Could sit like top Owens, like third floor Owens with like a Remington with a thermal thermal site, double smokes. Back when people weren't complete pussies and GA'd everything, you'd have a double smokes, a thermal site. You know, yeah, you'd be you'd be set. And these days, you can't run like you can't run anything. Everyone, everyone cries when you run something that's OP. So that, that's the truth. I'll be back in straight out. <laughs> yeah, you got me. I've seen people in your ass across the map with a fucking thermal AR or a thermal I don't know if anyone actually played back in Ghost, but like M27 as well. You could run a thermal M27 had like no recoil at all. So that's got like a hundred bullets. So you just sit there at the top of Owens, absolutely spraying. That's that's got me in the fills. That's got me in the fills. Absolutely. So, but we'll move on to the latest Call of Duty. What is the thing that you're most excited about with this new release of Modern Warfare 3? Um I mean, from a comp side, I mean we've got I mean, every year we have complete new rosters pretty much for every single uh, franchise spot. So always excited for the first couple of months to see how they all get on against each other. Obviously, it's a new thing every year. Actually, gameplay-wise, I wasn't a big fan of the beta. I think the uh, I think it was probably the spawns that kind of ruined it for me. Uh, when you're playing hardpoint and like you spawn here, and the enemy spawn in front of you, and you kill them, and they spawn immediately behind you, like it just ruins the complete flow of the game. So I think once they fix those sorts of things, you know, we could be looking at a decent year. Modern spawns in COD just aren't it, are they? Well, take us back I mean, to guys. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I agree with that wholeheartedly, but then I think to myself, like, you know, Modern Warfare 2 spawns weren't great. Vanguard spawns weren't great, but they were a damn sight better than what we're playing right now. Like, Modern Warfare 3, granted, it's in beta, so give it a chance. But yeah, it was pretty fucking abysmal in the, in the beta, I can't lie. But we'll see. Fingers crossed. I hope the best. I'll give them all the best. Like, I hope it goes well. I hope, it, I hope it's a good game, especially for the guys that are trying to make it still, like, into the league and things. It's, like, it's going to be a hard, hard graph for sure. That is one of the questions, so we're going to go straight on to that. Who do you think is the next European Call of Duty player that will make it into the big league of the CDL? Oh, God. Out of the guys who are playing right now, I'll be honest, I've taken a bit of a, like, less of an interest right now because I've just been, um, I've been focusing on uh, what we do with, with Endpoint and the games we're in. But I guess from what I have been seeing, I know, I know Felix is doing really great things. Uh, the fact that they let him play Division 3 against me in ACCL is a fucking joke, by the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> they should not have been allowed in Div 3. That guy was beaming my ass. Uh, but I'm, you know, he's doing really well for himself. Um, who else was there that was doing really well last year? I know Gabe's just headed off, headed off to Canada um, with his girlfriend. So, I mean, technically, I guess he's no longer European. <laughs> but, I mean, he's doing great things in both content and stuff. I know he played for you guys as well for a bit last year, so... Yeah, I uh, hope he does well. Really nice guy. Um, I'm trying to think who else is uh, doing big things. Can I throw an oddball out there for someone who's not really playing right now? Please. Please. Uh, like Lewis, Luti, definitely. Uh, I think Ooh. he's got a chance of, you know, making it into the league as like, you know, with his coaching and things like that. Um, definitely probably the biggest name right now in coaching who's not already in the league. So, uh, sorry, quids. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think he's got a, like a really good pathway ahead of him. Uh, with what he's doing with the uh, Falcons at the minute, for sure. Perfect. And then one last one. What is your dream job role in Endpoint? 
I think with, with an endpoint, I mean, I'm only going to go up from here to like more senior roles in business dev and having more responsibility in that respect. Um, I'd love to, you know, end up, you know, chief strategy in a few years' time. Uh, hopefully from 25. I'd love to be on the board from 25. That's my big thing. Like, that's my, that's my aim right now. Um, definitely going in the right direction. Everything's going really well. Everything I, everything I work on um, so far has been really successful. So I'm preparing myself for that eventually. But that's not going to always be the case. I'm going to have some failure eventually. Um, we have small failures every day, but, you know, we get back up from it and we end up with a really good end product. But I think overall, like, I'd love to go and work uh, on my senior management team for the Thieves in the future. That's, like, the dream, like, the big dream. That's where we're heading for, like, long term, hopefully. But you never know. I could I could walk out of esports tomorrow if the if the right opportunity came through from somewhere else in 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 the in the industry. I work in like business dev um, and management and things like that, client acquisition that kind of area. All sounds exciting and sounds like someone's getting lots of brownies. <laughs> Hundred fees. Can I have like brownies fun out there? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, oh no, it's gonna be a random blue box with a purple red box. Red, red box. The red box. Yeah, red box. Uh, Let's keep it on brand. <laughs> He's already thought of it. He's already thought of it. <laughs> it's oh, a big thing. It. Like, we have, all our pitch decks. So, and I send out like a partnership when we speak to like potential partners. You have pitch decks. All my pitch decks are always like themed around the brand we're speaking to. So like if we were speaking to like, I don't know, let's just say Monster Energy, for example, like it would be like black and green themed, for example. Uh, everything always like, try to tie it in I don't know I feel like if you see that if someone presents to you something that's actually got the thought behind it you're way more likely to entertain it and have that conversation yeah, so 100% you keep, just stand out like it's not difficult just stand out just go do something else everyone else isn't doing yeah exactly I love it love it but that, that that's me done and uh, fantastic answers awesome thank you <laughs> love it I love it um, okay so next up is like the, the last section we've got and it's just like about the esports landscape, right? So what do you see the biggest issue in esports being right now? And like, how do you think we overcome it? Biggest issue right now, um, you know, speaking on the on the area, which I know best in the games we're in, um, player salaries are a massive issue right now. Um, specifically, I know Rocket League quite well. So, uh, you know, Rocket League player salaries are super inflated until uh, I think... Hard to say. I, I speak purely from my own perspective, not from the companies. Um, but I think players have to recognise that they are a, they are an employee, and they need to they need to return like a certain amount of uh, you know expectation and uh, and performance. And until they are you know achieving that, you know, if we we all we assume everyone in here has worked in like a like a traditional job before, uh, you know, if we go into our job and, and don't do a good job of it we'll be on the chopping block. We'll have X amount of warnings and we'll be done. That's the end of it. And I think the same thing goes for, for esports players. They need to, need to realize that they are, you know, part of a problem. And, you know, the salary has to reflect the performance. Um, and if salaries across the board, if people start, you know, paying, be more realistic with what they should be getting paid, uh, I think across the board, it would be really beneficial to organizations. It all helps each other out, all trickles down the right way. You know, Granted, players are going out there and doing stupidly good things. Like, I don't know, let's say Zen in Rocket League. Sure, he deserves to have a high salary because he's so fucking good at the game. And he's just going to win the World Championship. You know, same thing if we were doing, if Endpoint had got players that were going out and winning, you know, major events and, and qualifying for majors and things. And yeah, they deserve to be on really high salaries. And it should reflect exactly where they are in the grand scheme of their game. 
So yeah, I think at the minute the, the salaries and the expectation is what's really hurting people, really hurting my pockets, especially with like the crisis at the minute with the economy. Like sponsors are dropping out, we haven't got an endless supply of money, but we can piss up the wall. Um, so yeah, that's my answer. In my own opinion, not respective of what the organisation might think, I should clarify that straight yeah, away. Cool. I love all our guys. You know, they, they try the best, and that's what's important. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's always a difficult like, situation, right? Because like, we obviously all care for esports. We all want esports to succeed, and like, when you see what's happened in recent years in terms of like all the venture capital money that came in, it inflated everyone's salaries. But then like. It's not sustainable, right? Especially because there's no, yeah. not as much VC money coming back in now. But I, now the bubble has burst. Everyone's salaries are up here. That money coming in is down here. How do we fill this gap <laughs> in between? Exactly. And it, the issue is like you're going to see a lot of people lose their jobs, right? Which has happened quite a lot recently. Yeah, yeah. A lot of big organizations making a lot of layoffs for sure. Love it. I love it. And I guess there's one more question for you before we move on to. Final, final section, which is just open, and that is, where do you love esports? I guess, for me, I just got a very competitive itch. Uh, it started off with that, you know, getting into playing, and then, uh, you know, because it's because I know a lot about what I do, and a lot about the industry, generally, from what I've picked up over the years, like learning from really influential people, really clever people, um, I find it really easy to apply... Um, my sort of skill set to this industry so that's one of the reasons i love it so much is just because it's not easy but it's it comes so naturally i, I couldn't walk into like a finance job for example and just sort of you know make a an immediate impact for example or like walking you know in my sense you know in a lot of risk in a lot of respects I, I i sell things i sell a product and i sell a service i couldn't walk into say a car dealership i mean car dealership's a bad example because i actually really do like cars um <laughs> Hence the private plate and shit. Uh, but like, if I walked into like a software sales job, I wouldn't be able to go and sell that software because I don't know it as well. I know the esports landscape. I know what organizations are looking for. I know how we solve their issues with our product. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we have so much success with what we're doing with private rooms. So yeah, that's how I love esports. It's, uh, it's really somewhere I can apply myself really well. I love that. I love that. Okay. And... Onto the final section, which is any other business. Have you got any questions for us? Anyone else got any questions for Jamie? I need oh. the location for where you get these bloody brownies from. Very, right, very I need some contact brownies. numbers. I need some emails. I need an address. <laughs> honest to God, I, the little brownies are just as good. Like they, I can't believe I paid like I think it was close to like thirty pounds for like twelve brownies. Like, yeah. I think that's really fucking expensive for brownies. That's London prices, mate. There. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> London facts. It's why, yeah, we're sorry, don't go to London. It's that's a stupid amount of money for brownies. Yeah, I was saying um, to my partner today, I'm going to need to go get some chocolate now. I want to bake some brownies. Proper in the mood for them. Chocolate and any special ingredients or just chocolate? Just a bit, just straight up chocolate brownies. So, okay, Can't go okay. wrong. Cannot go wrong. Uh, yeah, what's we Ross looking like for next year? Any any leaks? <laughs> are we going back into COD? We, we are going back into COD. Um, although, like, obviously, monetarily, it, 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 it doesn't make that much sense but we're yeah. at least we've got a roster for the first event guaranteed and then we're just going to reassess where we're at as an org after that but like we've got big plans we've got big plans for like the content around what we want to do in cod this year um yeah that's why you guys sort of do better than everyone else because no other orgs are doing the same thing you know no one else is doing the content they all just focus on the organizations i know I so, 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 
Don't don't leak it. No, they, I mean, it's fair. It's there. It's in the public yeah. eye. They should know, know. better. It's no. easy. Just people don't do it. They're lazy in this space. In 2007, like Optic Hex was doing the same fucking thing with like you know excelling the content game, and like it's, it's the model has been proven for like the last you know 17 plus years, and people still haven't uh, clicked onto it yet. So people just yeah, don't learn. What a growing organization. You need to be out of the public eye, like doing more than everybody else, 100%. So, yeah, you guys keep it up for sure. It's doing great. Thanks, man. Yeah. And this is only just the start as well. Like, it's crazy to think we've only been about for like, what, nine months? A year and a half or something. Yeah. Nine, is it, oh, is it been nine months? It's been longer. <laughs> yeah, nine months to like, if you. To now, yeah. And like, we've got so many more things in the works that. Don't want to leak it on our own podcast. <laughs> Start beeping it out. Yeah, that's it. Next week we've got beef. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But no, I really appreciate it. And obviously, uh, you know, keep it up, you guys. It's going great. And hopefully, I'm hoping like eventually I'm gonna get out to an event uh for CDL uh next year. I guess it just it comes around and then I think to myself, would I would I rather spend like seven hundred pounds on a flight and stuff to, you know, I don't know, let's say New York or Toronto with accommodation and things. Oh, would I'd rather go somewhere warm and sunny and you know, relax. You know, it ends up being the warm and sunny option over uh over Call of Duty events, you know, sweaty gamers in a in an ex, an, ex, an expo hall basically. Yeah, I've got I've got an answer for you. Crack rooms in New York. There you go. Oh yeah, we started branching out worldwide. We have actually. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I was gonna say something. That's a leak. They're branching yeah. out. No, no, definitely not going to New York anytime soon. But yeah, I think we've got three facilities now. So I guess shout out Pratt Rooms. I mean, I don't know how many organizations will tune in to, to a podcast with myself in it. But if you are looking for boot camping for the year, then come and join Nocturne and everyone else over at uh, Pratt Rooms in Sheffield, Watford, Farringdon. And possibly New York in the future. <laughs> Get on the phone to Adam. Like, we we can, it, yeah, yeah. we go to New York. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> oh, awesome, love it. Well, f- thank you so much for coming on, Jamie. It's been it's been amazing and absolutely fine. I appreciate having me on. It's been great, guys. Catching up. I love it. Cool. Well, this has been the Vista, and until next time, adios. <laughs>